Hello and welcome to another episode of Build Better Brands. Uh, thank you for joining me. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, today I'm joined with Simon Cooper, also known as Damp Sam. Um, I met Damp Sam through um, a group, uh, a WhatsApp group, which is full of podcasters. Um, and I was in need because I'll be honest with you, I've I, I was very much about to run out of episodes and I couldn't do that to my lovely listeners. So um, I just want to first say thank you so much, Sam, for coming along today and saving my bacon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, Sam, we've, we've had a bit of a chat before and, and it, it sounds like you've had quite an interesting career, um, which started before, probably before, I turned up actually um, <laughs> but it sounds really interesting I'd, I'd love to know more obviously you've built your own business and brand um, and yeah it'd be great to get an insight into how you've built your brand and how you kind of got started well I, I mean what what I'll start off I'll start off from when I started work I, I mean if 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 I went further back, it would be a sort of a couple of days. I've, I've already done, I've already done an episode on, um, like on my podcast. The, there's two of, well, there's me, but I've got like a guy who, who sort of sits there asking questions and stuff. It's basically based around damp, but we decided to interview each other. So I says, well, you interview me first, um, and we've done. We did first part on Sunday, um, and it's. That's two hours, and and that's on it first part. We've only got to like sort of when I when I start working, so <laughs> I've not had a bit of a charmed life. So what I do is I'll I'll start from from my work life. So I, I kind of well I left school um, sixteen. Did I did uh, did okay? So I always say I moonwalked through uh, through school, but I only I, I, they, they they put me on sit. Um, CSEs. Now you might not have heard of CSEs. These are pre-runners to GCSEs. Okay. So when I was at school, there were CSEs and all levels, and if you were if you were in thick classes, you had to do CSEs, and if you were um, more brainy, you could do all levels. Now I worked out from an early age that um, if I got into all level class, you're easy passing all level because. A fail. I think. I think there were only one grade that failed it, and it was like an F. But if you were in CSEs, everybody knew that that one was a, was a bad qualification. And when we took his exams at school to uh, to see which class we were going to be in, I ended up being in thick classes um, because I didn't uh, I, I didn't do any uh, revising. So that just killed me, pig. And then I just what I did is I didn't mess around, but I just. I just like to do acted in that at school. Got me CSEs and um, we had to take an, ex an exam for CITB and see what, see what you could do. Because everything was based on how, how good you did at school. You couldn't just walk into a job. I mean, I, I don't know what careers is like now. But um, so we took, we took an, a, an exam and they said, Judging on what your um, grades are, you could be a bricklayer or a plasterer or a joiner or a painter. So I said, "Well, I'm going to be a bricklayer." Um, and they said, "Well, we'll get. We'll, what we'll do is we'll get you a, um, a placement, and then 
come September, I'd still not heard from them. They'd not got me a placement. So my mum rung up and she says, "What you know? What's happening?" And he says, "Look, he says um, we ain't got no places left, but we've got this place for a plasterer. You can go to this company." I says, "What's a plasterer do?" I have no idea what a plasterer did. I, I says, "But I want it because I, I I I don't want to go um, working in pit. I don't want to. I will work. I've been working at Lions as a as like a summer job, and uh, going to just just going to a factory at a young age. I just thought." I just can't do that. I can't go to the same place and work every day. At least if I'm working on building sites, it's going to be somewhere different and I'm going to be acting open and stuff like that. So from a young age, I knew that um, whether it's like, I don't know whether it were like a mental health thing, but I just knew it. It just just done me head in going going to one place. Mm. So then I started at um, at Alls and... It were a year's a year's CITB contract, and this were in uh, 1983. 1984 comes along, and it went minor strike. So around here, there were just no jobs, there were no work, and we were doing coal board work. It all dried up, and uh, they let me go. So then I had to sort of go to college and uh, and try and figure out how to plaster by advertising going um doing jobs on my own trial and error working with subcontractors trying to go with them um for a few days here a few days there people that i knew and 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 basically learning but also going to college at the same time and i kind of figured it out it were hard some days i wanted to sit there and cry because uh when when you when you put a full room on and and plaster's going off and you're getting paid nothing, hardly any money. You just think, why am I doing it? Um, and some days you're hungover. If you've been out a night before, <laughs> yeah. I've I've done jobs where I've been in people's, I've, I've been skimming people's bedroom series. I've been that hungover. I've been having to throw up into into a water bucket, and uh, they must have wondered what I was doing, <laughs> fetching me cups of tea, and I was just throwing them back up with that hungover. But. Um, but I eventually sort of got to be um, to be a good plasterer. Um, still didn't like what I what I did, but um, but I carried on at college. And uh, once I'd finished doing my adv- uh, my advanced plastering, which is like um, you, you, you've got your NVQ level two, it had been equivalent to an NVQ level three. So I got my advanced start at Wayne. And they talked us into, because all they kept saying was, if you get your qualifications, you don't have to be a plasterer. You can go surveying, you can go doing this, you can go doing that. And I was like, yeah, I, I want to just stop plastering. It's just okay. so hard. So were you kind of, so is this a little bit, correct me if I'm wrong, is this a bit like an apprenticeship equivalent where you were at college and plastering, learning, you tried along the way? It is, it's is, it is exactly like an apprenticeship, but I had no, <laughs> I had no um, company sponsoring me because um because there were no work but no companies taking plasters on i had to kind of do it off my own back so uh, i am um, i paid i got it for free i got i got me hnc that i started doing it well i did a bridge year first and i got that for free but then when i did my hnc i, I had to pay for it myself and i went to, on a night so we in hnc you have to get so many units and that's a higher national certificate, and it's a, a BTEC one. And I did it in building management, 
So I went to college, um, knocking these units off. So each year, and you had to get 10. Um, I had some personal issues at home and ended up leaving home, going, going to live in London. But luckily, what happened is you, um, you can, you, you, once you've got your units on an HNC, you, you don't lose them and you can carry on um, doing them at another time. So basically, when I came back from London, when I decided I'd had enough down there because it was it was just too busy for me. Um, mm. Just stuck in traffic. Oh, a big difference from Yorkshire, London, isn't it? <laughs> right, it, what it what it 80s, yeah. But again, it was it was same because there were no work down there either. I'd gone down to try and get some you know some work, and there were no work down there either. Uh, and but but I was just stuck in traffic, so at least up here there were no work, and I could drive around all right, <laughs> listening to a radio. But um, I came back up and resumed me uh, HNC and uh, and passed me HNC. All the time I was, I was sort of, you know, owning my trade, getting a bit better, getting a bit better um, at plastering. And then it kind of culminated, uh, uh, yeah, it cum- culminated with um, probably one of my lowest points. Um, I finished my HNC. And I ended up getting a job as a, a finishing foreman for a company that were um, doing, they were building flats in Sheffield for the student games in, I think it was 91. So this is this run about 90, around about 1990 or 91. And, uh, and it was Christmas time. So everything had been going brilliantly and, you know, I'm feeling as well, well, like, important. I've got this job as a finishing foreman, going up, checking everybody's skimming. I was only young. And uh, we all went away at Christmas and we came back. And then guy who was above me, foreman, is handing letters out. And he says, I need you to hand all these out. Company's gone bust. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I've got to go around to all these, like, big burly plasters, handing these letters out, saying... You, you, you got a job. Oh. Yeah. So I was in Sheffield at the time and I thought, I've had enough of plastering. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and join REF. I'd, I'd looked through I'd looked through all brochures and everything and I, and I, and I thought, hey, is this job in REF? It's got to be a you know, photographer. That'd just be, <laughs> hey, just carrying a camera around. <laughs> this, that'd, be, that'd be ideal. When I, and I can, I can learn how to do photography. I can come out... And then I can go be in a paparazzi or somewhere, and, you know, we all stars and everything. <laughs> I was just dreaming, I think. So I went and took, again, another exam. So I went into uh, RAF place in Sheffield. They, um, they booked me in for an exam. I went in one morning, took my exam, thought I'd done all right. And then they called me back and I went in and they sort of said, uh, we've, got, we've got your results here. Um, you can, you can be... Um, and it, it was it was same as when I first did my uh, CIT B exam. More marks you got, sort of you know judged on what position you could get in RAF. And I think I was like somewhere like a water carrier. I could I could have got so. Um, and 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 I put it, put it down to basically we weren't. Um, I, I'd not revised for it. I, I didn't know what questions they were going to ask. or general knowledge ones or. Or whatever they were, but um, I went home that night, just probably feeling lowest, lowest that I've ever felt, and I just thought, do you know what? What I need to do is just be best at what I at what I do, 
just try and be best at what I do. Um, and my mindset kind of twisted. And I thought, I'm going to concentrate even more at just being good at plastering. If I can get a bit best at um, plastering, and best in, in Barnsley, then surely I'll get, you know, I'll, I'll get more work. Um, and I knew I were a good plasterer. Um, and I just took a bit more care and, 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 and got better and better and better. And I ended up, I always said I were in best, I were in um, top 1% in England as plasterers, or me and a, a lad that I, I worked with. Um, and we were, we were in, in top 1%. Um, and I invented this top 1%. And, oh, I, and, I, and, I, and I say it everywhere, and I, and I, and I put it on everything, and I say, when, when, when I get trolled online, and I'll just say, I'll read top 1%. Top 1% of plasters. Yeah. What are you? What are you? And I just made it up. And I just mm. and, and a lot of plasters have got a different mindset to um, to bricklayers, joiners, and everything. You, if a plaster sees another plaster's van, they always think the better. And uh, and if you go on a on a plaster's forum, it's like being back in school, yeah. You've got bullies and everything. It's just they're, they're a different breed, plasterers. So you've got to be, you've got to have a thick skin, and you've got to know that you that you're good at what you're doing, and, and you've got to, you've got to be good. It's, so it's what was it that made you change your mindset? Because obviously, school, you know, you say you school didn't go to plan, and you, you know, in your words, you got put in the the group for for people that weren't as clever, that were thick, as you said, and and then you know going going up north and then going down south and not being able to find work and and then wanting to get into the RAF and, and not not quite working out and and you know it's been a it's been a lot of knockbacks and things not going to plan and, and you say that your mindset shifted what what was it that made your mind mindset shift well I just thought I just thought everything everything that I've been trying to trying to do or apply for it ain't working so I just need to. I just need to concentrate on one thing and start getting good at that. And it and it were it. It weren't that I, that I loved plastering. I hated it. It were like it would. It were hard. It's a yeah. hard job. Yeah. And I just thought I need. But I need to. I need to get as good as I can at it, and 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 just become the best plasterer that in Barnsley or the best plasterer in North England. Yeah. And, and I can only do that by just having a tunnel vision and concentrating on it. Um, I think before, I mean, I'm a Pisces, so I'm a dreamer. That's, uh, that's what Pisces are. Oh, okay. and, and, I've, and I've dreamt all my life. So, you know, as from answering adverts in papers for um, what they call, what do they call them now? Um, not actors. What's, what's other ones? You know, these that, um, that, that stand-ins like an extra. You know, extras yeah. so just answering things for extras thinking well all they do is like you know they, they, they stand around all day and, and, <laughs> and eight at van and they get paid and, and they're meeting all these stars and and i'm thinking well i might get picked up and somebody might see me and go oh you want to talk in parts uh, okay. so just dreaming because he used to see all these adverts and stuff right. and i just thought oh, that, that'd be that'd be good for me and how do you uh, feel about plastering now well it's it's given me everything so i i mean what's 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 happened with plastering is in 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 2000 
Um, I said to, how can I explain it? Plastering, you can only earn so much per day. And the the elite or the, 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 the best paid job is damp proofing and it's more specialised. So the reason it's specialised is because there's not as many people doing it. There are more and more people becoming plasterers and becoming plasterers. Um, and um, damp proofing is more specialised, but I still don't read plastering. So I can, I can do it sort of, it's not hard for me because I've kept myself fit and I've, uh, I, can, I can lash it on and I've learned everything there is to, to learn in plastering. I can do mm. it blindfolded. And that's only because I've done my 10,000 hours and I've just, I've just continuously done it day after day for all these years. But um, but I wanted some more. I wanted to be known, to be um, I don't know a bit more respect. I wanted people to see that I was the best in my field. So I'd gone from plastering being the best um, in my field, and I wanted to do something else. So I wanted to expand my horizons, and I'd never thought that everything I did before, because I basically I did my HNC to go and be a surveyor. But when we did eight, when we did surveying on my HNC, um, when, when, when on, on my course, I couldn't, I, I couldn't work. They've got like things called theodolites and stuff, but Barnsley College were using all old uh, methods, which were chains and everything, which is lots of adding up. And I was just, I was hopeless at it. I just couldn't concentrate on it. Um, so that I thought, well, I can't be a surveyor then. But then years years later, when I started with um, my damp proofing company, and then started because um, I started damp proofing company, became a registered uh, damp proofer with Safeguard, and then found out that y- you could get um, you could get in PCA, which was um, Property Care Association. So this is where all you know best damp proofing companies went, and you got accredited. You signed up to a um, code of practice. And I thought, that's where I want to be because best of the best is in PCA. Um, it's an accredited association. So I phoned them up. Right, I want to own all dry damp proofing to become a, um, a member. They said, have you got a, a surveyor? Is this is there a, a surveyor with, you know, with proper qualifications works for you? I said, no. I said, well, you need to be a surveyor. To be a member, you've got to have a surveyor with this qualification. Well, I'd, I'd only got a few apprentices working for me. So the only person that could do it was me. So I signed up um, and I went and took all my qualifications for um, remedial work and then I passed them and then I did my structural waterproofing surveying qualifications, passed them. So now I'm a surveyor. So it's, it came full circle and I'm a surveyor. And, and a lot of things that, I, that I, I learned that I thought I'd never use when I did my HNC, even at school, at school... I, it, it, everything was sinking in. I'd, 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 I never thought that things were sinking in. But when I did my surveying um, qualifications and did all my exams to do it, things to do with humidity, um, the way water evaporates. I mean, first, first um, experiment that I did when I went to first years at school, I don't know if you did it at your school, we got a, um, a, a beaker full of water, filled it half full, we filled, put some salt in so it dissolved. Yeah. Got a Bunsen burner and a tripod, yeah. <laughs> put it over top and, and 
and it, and you let all evaporate, and then all salt is stuck to the sides of yeah, um, glass. Salt's left. So hold on a minute. You did that at school because I definitely did that experiment at school. Yeah. There's a bit of an age gap between us. Yeah, but I was writing, me... writing on a piece of slate. <laughs> You'll have been doing it on a, on a computer and I'll have had clogs on and just rags and stuff like that. So that, that's, that, that's a bit different. <laughs> I think school need to change up their uh, science experiments. <laughs> but, yeah, but I'd have never thought that, that, that something like that would have, um, you know... When you're at school, you just you just think I'm never going to use this and I'm never going to use that. I'm never going to use that. I, I, and but you but you do um, later in life. Well, I, th- I think some people think that they don't, but you, you've got to relate to it. So you've got to relate well, to maybe it. Maybe it happens school. subconsciously. Maybe I, f- I find that really interesting. That you know all, all these things that you learned in school, and as you say, you, you know school was tough and and you struggled, but actually. All these things that you've talked about, all these qualifications you've got, all these courses that you passed, you know, what it's it's gone really well. I know it's not been easy, but actually when you think about how far you've come, it's it's really worked out and you should be really proud of yourself. It's it's not so much I mean, obviously I'm 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 fifty or I'm fifty-five year old at the minute and um when I look back at me at my life now, because we've kind of slowed down in, in COVID, I've had like I've been hundred mile an hour working here, working there, doing this, doing that, and it's only since COVID that we've slowed slowed down, and I've had to have a look back at at what I've done, and and normally I won't I won't think about mental health things like that, and I just thought because because I'm doing these podcasts. Um, I think back and I probably I probably did have some mental health issues growing up, mm. but they weren't called mental health issues. And I just mm. and I do believe that um more it gets highlighted to people, more that stigma affects people. I mean, I, I probably were a right loony when I was growing up. I were, you know what I mean? It's, uh, some of the stuff that some of the stuff that I did, you just go, oh, that's mental health, that's mental health. But mm. at the time I just were getting on with things. But if somebody had give me a a, a a stigma and said, you know, you need to see this man here and then you've got mental health problems, that would have probably weighed down on me. And, and uh, But I just kept moving forward, moving forward. Um, That's interesting. So you think in a way the fact that maybe the fact that you didn't actually know that you yeah. were suffering with mental yeah, health issues um, allows you to just get on and, and maybe not dwell on it so much. But not not so much that. I think I've come to a conclusion that we've all got mental health issues, yeah. and it's and it's it's kind of how you, how you deal with them. Everybody's got mental health issues. <clears throat> Everybody's thinking different things. Everybody's got like a, a voice in their head, yeah. which is like um, it, it, it's 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 got Tourette's. So in your head, you'll think different things. We don't we don't say it, no. but that comes from somewhere. The the, the one person that's you know that, that can walk walk down the street and not have thoughts in their head. So, as long as you've got thoughts in your head, you're going to have mental health issues yeah. because you're going to be thinking different things, and it's just mm. how people um, react. It's it's how you react to them thoughts. Um, whether some people are mentally stronger than others, I don't know. Um, mm. And maybe it's a maybe it's part of your environment, how you grew up, and you know, yeah. and, and that's that kind of thing. But um, 
Yeah, so I, so it's uh, it, it's I, I've had like a you know I've I've had a decent uh, decent life and 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 to to do with branding. So what I was saying was when years and years ago you had to um, you had to advertise in local papers. So we've got a paper up here called the Independent um, and the Bars of Chronicle, and they're both owned by each other. Now, what plasters used to do years ago, if they had a if they had a a, a gap in down side of the door, or if there were any holes in wall, if it were an empty house, or well, even if it were a normal house, because you got a paper every day. So what they'd do is they'd screw a paper up and they'd shove it in, and then they'd plaster over it, rather oh. than nowadays you'd <coughs> you'd use. Um, a polyurethane foam, expanding foam, and then slice you know, it off. It's, it's funny you say that because the the house that um, me and my partner live in now, um, when we were renovating the kitchen, which we recently finished, uh, a couple of the walls, we found some newspaper behind the <laughs> plaster. Because that's what everybody <laughs> did. That's what plasters do. They just put, stick paper in. So I'll tell you this story. So there's, a, there's, a, there's an area up um, where we live called Penniston. And I think it was about six years ago, we were doing a damp proof uh, in this house. It was it an empty house. We started knocking plaster off and then near back door, I'm knocking plaster off with my drill. And, I, and, and then there's a gap and, and I seen all this paper down outside. So I start pulling paper out and it was it an old independent. And I opened it up and... In expert section, in it, in it were 1988, and I, I put a picture on my Facebook. So it was from 1988, and I opened it up, and my advert were in from 1988. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of the first adverts that I'd done because 1988, what the day that I went to self employed, and, uh, and, it, and it, were, it, it were what? It were a box, and it said, uh, S Cooper plastering. Uh, any types of plastering or something like that, and then my phone number, yeah. any what home phone number two eight seven one eight one. So uh, yeah, so, <laughs> wow, that's that's what, that's what people used to do. But and it cost a fortune. It cost an absolute fortune to you had to pay per word for um, independent. But if if you didn't advertise in there, other advertising place, what uh, yellow pages, which. When I was 16, yellow pages were that thick. Mm. They, used to, they used to be on World's Strongest Man, ripping them in half because they're, they're, they're that thick. Right? But over years, over years, I think last time when, when I stopped advertising, I think they still do it now, but it's about that big. It's about that big. And it was getting thinner and thinner and thinner. And I was like, there's less people advertising in here. And it was as computers were starting. So people were starting to advertise online. And I'd got this in my head. I was like, Look, there must be a way to advertise because you get you can have um, you know websites um, things like that, and there must be a way of advertising. So I found out that you could ever get a web page, and uh, I got this guy from Manchester, and he gave me a, I think for thinking about it now, it was just a three-page uh, web um, website, but he owned it all. So if 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 I needed to make any changes, I had to pay him phone him up and tell him and he took yeah. sort of getting money out of me all the time mm. and I was paying him about £400 a year which is still expensive so then I ended up going to a networking play, uh, meeting uh, sorry a networking event uh, in Sheffield 
and uh, the 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 um, kind of advertise it towards trades, so it were like joiners and stuff like that. And I thought, oh, this sounds interesting. This, um, and then they were on about business coaching and things like that. So we went to this event, and uh, and they were getting people to stand up and say the name and stuff, and I was like just choked. <laughs> I never talked in public before. Did you do it? And uh, I, it, I totally out of my comfort zone, and that's mm. what they kept saying. Um, and and I ended up going to another one, another one, and then there were some uh, grants available for business coaching. So the guy that that kind of started up this event, he um, he came and did did my business coaching. Well, I used to what I used to do, I said some letter-headed paper, I had me um, all like all dry on top. And then I used to put that in printer and I used to type out my reports and everything onto this, onto a, a Word um, document. Mm. And then that used to print onto letter-headed paper. Mm. It used to cost me a fortune in ink. It used to cost me a fortune in letter-headed uh, paper. And then he, he kind of said, well, we've got this techie guy, um, Mark Radford. He says, he says, and, uh, he says he'll do you a website. He'll do this, do this, do this. But you need to invest um and with this business coaching now we're paying so much money towards it as well so government paid half now paying so much towards it and it costs a lot of money but that what first step on uh first rung on ladder and me kind of getting a bit better and getting a bit more organized um i mean one of the things that i'm still it's still me achilles heel is admin i just i, I ain't <laughs> got anybody very- to me admin that's very common with um, tries people. My yeah. partner's uh, he fits bathrooms, and yeah, I I keep trying to get him organised, but it's it's just not. It's just <laughs> it just leaves everything to the last minute. It is, yeah, <laughs> once a month and that. But like I said, now I've got um, I've got four limited companies, and I mean it sounds it sounds grand, and as if you've got loads of people working for you, but and it's it, it, the the small companies and. Uh, but you imagine admin, and, and I ain't sort of moved out of that. And and, and that what me Achilles heel when when he would came here eleven years ago. So it was like um, admin. But then he says, uh, you know, what what else do you want? And I says, well, I says there must be a way. I mean, not having to advertise. I says there's got to be a way that that I, that I don't have to advertise and pay for yellow pages and stuff like that. Mm. So he kind of talked me through different ways, and on one of um, on one of times that we went to um, this networking thing, he did, he did like a course on social media. And one of the days we were, we were writing all this stuff out. I, I knew a lot of stuff through Twitter and all that. And I had all my social media that, um, that was set up. And he says, what I want you to do is, I want you all to go away and do five videos. And he told us about doing a video online. Um, he says, and just, you know, say what your uh, business is and, and things like that. Yeah, and he showed us that he, he used to have a, a loft conversion company, and he says this is this is a, my loft conversion company, and a video that I did two years ago, and he says and it's still if I search on YouTube it's still top um, search engine, he says because YouTube is the second biggest search engine outside Google when people are searching for things, so I went away, got my video out and I, I and 
we were converting a shop. I, I, I bought. I mean, in between, I've been buying property and things like that. But um, we were converting a basement in a in a, a shop that I'd got. And it was Saturday morning. I thought, you know what? I'll I'll do I'll do a few videos. So I did these five videos. I did one on drilling, injecting a damp course. I did one on cutting some membrane. It's still up on YouTube now. It's one of the first things I did. And then I, I never thought, I never um, looked at them again, put them up on YouTube, set my account up, never looked at them. And then I went to the same meeting again, uh, and he did another thing on social media and a year later. And I'd forgot about these videos and I went and had a look. Um, and I'd, they weren't brilliant. I'd got like 100 and some views, which I thought were brilliant, you know, right. 100 and odd views. Um, and and then I decided to, I, I'd got this, uh, th there's a system that Safeguard had fetched out for damp proofing. And it's it's fastest system, it's cleanest. It's, it, traditional methods of damp proofing, you, you put like a wet plaster on the wall, a render or a, um, a lightweight plaster. And this was a way of, of putting plasterboard on the wall with a salt neutralizer and you drill and inject. And it's quickest and it's most efficient, most profitable um system that you can use and i thought I'll, I'll do a i'll do a video of that so i set camera up and we were doing a, a straightforward wall it were a long wall and i did it like a piece to camera and it's it's on front of me where it's on front of my youtube channel when, yeah. when, when you go onto my youtube channel you search for damp sam it's first video that you come to so this is this is sixth video that i did and uh and it, and when it comes on, you can you can hear me. I go, "Hello, this is Dump Sam." And uh, and and the only reason I know because every time I click on that channel because it's lead video, it comes on. And I have to pause it. I'm like, oh, God, but it was first thing that I did. So I I put it up. I, I put it up on YouTube, and then I, after a week, I'd look at it, and it had got like a thousand views others oh, wow. have got like a couple hundred yeah yeah a thousand views and i said oh, that's, it's gained some traction and then it went up and up and up and up and up and then and then I, I started looking at thought well i wonder if i can monetize it you know how many how many do you need to to monetize channel because it will go in up that much yeah um so then I, I looked into adsense and and, and then monetized it thinking well, i'll get a few quid coming in and then that, but that particular video to date, it said five hundred and some thousand views, so it's done really, really well. Wow, that's amazing! And, and that what um, catalyst for me to start doing videos on YouTube, um, and it, it it gave me loads of different ideas. So, as well as having a, a trickle down revenue, which is like um, when I put this information on 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 YouTube. I get like a trickle down revenue because people see me because I've positioned myself as the um, as the leading straightforward talking <laughs> expert because yeah. there's there's loads of there's loads of um, surveyors in, in PCA and people there and they're like professors I, I you know the, I, I kind of worship them I'm like ah, they, what they don't know about alternate remedial side of things. They talk about you know they talk with long words. I talk with short words. They talk yeah. with long words. Um, but I position myself as no nonsense, straightforward talking, what people can understand and relate to. So I then decided to every every single 
thing that I've learned, every little bit of stuff that I'd learned that I would teach to a, an apprentice, I'm going to put it on YouTube so people can look at it and refer to it and see if they can get some value. So this is what I started doing. So video after video, just me and a camera, just, yeah. I, you know, and I, I got a bit more confident, a bit more confident. And uh, like I said, I've done 500 and some videos now, which is, which is not bad, but I get like a, I get about today. I get about two hundred pound a month, which is an holiday. Yeah. So you know, I'm, it's, it's digital income. Mm, so that's the, amazing. So Ultimately, what you've done, really, you've just been you, haven't you? That's well. Well, that's it. But I have and I am because it were all born out of me not wanting to um, to pay for advertising. So when I saw that YouTube, if you put a video on YouTube. People can watch that for free. It costs you nothing. Yeah. Um, it just costs you no. And 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 you could, you could get a job from that. That that like my, I don't know. You might get five hundred quid. So from somebody seeing that video that you've put up there, and you're getting five hundred quid, it costs you nothing. It's cost mm-hmm. you you know five minutes of your time, and you've already got the phone. So this this is where I run about with um, with branding. <sighs> And you are your brand. So, as as you know, when I were networking thing, one of the lads says to me, there were a guy called uh, they call him Tanking Tony. <laughs> so he's a waterproofing guy, and it, a structural engineer uh, friend of mine that I know, we were talking about him, and he, he says, "Oh, he says, I says, oh, signing off all this, uh, you know, waterproofing." He says, "Oh, Tanking Tony, he sells products for so." And I says, "I oh, know Tanking Tony," and then he says, he says. Why don't you call this and damp Sam? And I just went, you know what? That's that's got a ring to it, and uh, I'm going to do that. So I got to. Um, I started. I've been buying properties for a while, and I started going to Progressive to to learn a bit more stuff. And um, first day that I went to Progressive, I'm I'm sat on front row, and I, and I just I, I'm like that. And up question asking questions yeah. all the time. And when yeah. they ask me the, what they call me, I'm like, damn Sam. <laughs> I know that when they when people hear that, they're going to remember it. If I said, yeah. if I put my hand up and said Darren, they're not going to remember me. Yeah. But if I said damn Sam, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just chuckle I, remember, I remembered you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it stands out, doesn't it? It's a memorable yeah. name. I know. Yeah. So I. It, and, and that what idea, I know it sounds a bit daft, but that, that what idea is, is like a personal brand. But what, what's happened is now, because I can see um, such things as a digital product, and, and I'd got in my head, obviously, when I start to wind down and I can't sort of actually physically plaster, although you'd still do bits and bobs, but you don't want to be maybe lashing it on for... God knows how long. Mm. But another way for me to get um, knowledge out of my head is to um, create a digital product. So at minute, I'm I'm working on a course um, which is it's going to sh- sort of show people how to install this um, this fast system damp proofing. Where to get all stuff from? Um, where to source it all? How much it's all going to be? How to apply it to wall um, and and there's going to be everything in this hour hour long course, what people can buy, um, to help them install it from DIYers, joiners, um, damp proofers, and what I'm what I'm 
positioning it as is it's going to be first rung on ladder into preservation industry. Mm. That preservation industry has got a shortage of um, qualified technicians, qualified people, and it's a specialist industry. There's a lot of money to be earned here from flooding, basement conversions, Japanese knotweed, out like that. And if if we can drag some of these trades over, or even people we aren't jobs and things into preservation sector then it's going to be a win for everybody they're going to get more money than they've, they've ever dreamed of because it's, it's specialist um, work and it's and it's not that difficult but th- you know they can just learn it mm. um, and then they can they can rise up through ranks so they, they can end up taking surveying uh, qualifications charging for damp and timber reports you know and, and it, there's, there's there's so many different diverse jobs in uh, preservation industry that we need people to get over mm. and uh, and start working there. Do you think you've done this because do you wish there had been something like this around when you were studying, you know, at the start of your journey, you said you were doing your your plastering and the jobs wasn't where Yeah, well you... well on 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 my on on, on podcasts that I do, um, we've got like an interview section and it and it's we interview people, but we kind of ask them about um, school, junior school, secondary school, first jobs, and, and and first job that they started with, and where they where they finished now, um, or what they're doing now, and kind of what it's like going up a tree and then going off on branches. And one of the things is, you know, careers teacher because they're all around about my age, and I, t- I was ask about careers teacher. What did careers teacher say to you? Mm. And uh, it, basically, they didn't say, oh, they, they, no, they never showed you any other jobs. It were like trades, mines, um, gents, which is sewing factory. And uh, and they, they were never bothered. Do you know what I mean? So, But now, I asked people who are younger, and I, like, I asked my apprentice, and I said, what did careers say to you? And they said, I think they've got like a bigger choice. You, you can go different avenues, especially with, um, you know, with, um, computers and things like that, and the, the, I think I think there's more choice, and I think they tell kids now you you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, when you were when you were younger, did you envisage working, always working for yourself, or did you think you'd be employed by somebody? No, I, I straight away like. Um, soon as I got a chance, I knew that I needed to work for myself because I just wanted to be able to either go to work if I wanted or not go to work. <laughs> but if you're self-employed, it's if you don't go to work, you don't get paid. No. Um, and it's, I mean, I mean, people think, oh, well, you, you know, you're self-employed, you can have as many days off if you want. Self-employed people don't. Self-employed people, one of, one of the things when I would go, I mean, this, this is probably one of, reasons why I ended up kind of hating plastering when when I was you know th- contemplating on going and into RF I used to hate bank holidays it, I, I hated bank holidays Christmas Easter um, May Day because I felt as if um, government were making you have a day off I, yeah. I felt as if I, I had to I had to be um, working if I went on holiday I felt guilty because I weren't earning any money, mm. you know, and I, I didn't have loads in bank, 
but I didn't have any holiday money, and I'm think, and I felt guilty for. It took me three or four days to start relaxing and holiday, and then three days before I'm coming home, I'm thinking at next job, and it, you know when when you ain't got much money as a as a as a, being self-employed, that's things that's going through your head all the time. You you you're thinking about money, thinking about work. Um, mm. It's just it's just one of them things. That, but but it does gear some. It does gear a lot of drive. Um, I've I've, I've always had a lot of drive. I've always had loads of ideas floating around my head. I once invented, listen to this, when I, uh, 1994, um, it might have been 95 actually, I, I bought an house uh, up Park Road and uh, I was working in uh, Scunthorpe. In fact, I've been working in Scunthorpe this week and uh, this is ironic and I'm driving to Scunthorpe and it was absolutely banging it down, absolutely banging it down. Rain was bouncing off at cars and everything and visibility were really poor to car in front of me. And I'm, and I'm driving, I'm doing about 50 mile an hour and brake lights on car in front, obviously windscreen wipers are going like this and, yeah. and there's all light, blurred, blurred rain on window. And windscreen and brake lights kept like going right bright because yeah. it kept braking. So that made me bang my feet on brakes. Yeah. And if you go like that, you know, bright red, and I'd be like that. So you're touching brakes all the time. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be good if 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 brake light will brock up into like segments? And how hard they pressed on brake and were how, how far brake light went to. Oh, okay. So and I thought that'd be brilliant. So anyway, I, I wrote it down. And then back then there used to be an advert on telly for this um, innovation place at Ireland. And it's saying, if you've got an invention, give us a ring and mm. see if we can help you develop it. So I wrote it all out, this uh, invention. I called it the Speed Reduction Indicator, the SRI. Okay. So I wrote it all down, phoned them up, and they sounded interested. So they sent me what were called an inventor's pack. So And I had to write it all out. Write it all. Anyway, they wanted... Uh, I think four hundred pounds to um, to have a look at it and to do some um, research to see whether they were like it in the world. So I sent it off to them, and uh, they the the they phoned me up and they said, um, "It's a good, it's a it's a good um, invention. We've we've checked all of her, and and there's not like it, and this or that. Do you want to carry it on? Um, I think for this four hundred pound, that's it. You got like a a book, so I've still got it. I've got it here somewhere. It's like a book, and it, it and it was about that thick, and it had all these stats in showing you know um, our father could sell it and all this and this and whether anybody had invented out before. But they wanted uh, between ten and uh, between five and ten thousand pound to to take it further to the next level, and I just mm. I, I just ain't got that. I'm yeah. like, I ain't got that much that money, so. I put it on bookshelf uh, and just left it there, and just and I thought I, I can't I can't develop this anyway. About two years later, um, I was watching I was working in this house and they had telly on in corner and there used to be a, a program called um, the Big Breakfast with Chris Evans. Can you remember? Yes, it? yes, I remember the Big Breakfast. Well, yes. Well, they oh, had Zig a, it, and, they have Zig and Zag on it. There's two puppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it but if, well. But if you Google it and it, it uh, sorry, if you YouTube it and, it, and this bit will be on because I, I can remember. And I'm and I'm so I'm plastering away in, the, in mm. this corner, sweating my 
cob off. And uh, <laughs> and they've got this thing called Inventor's Corner. Right. Where, and it was guy that it, it, I think guy that did it was him. Um, Dyson, I'm sure it was him. Yeah. Um, and they used to have these people on with their inventions. And this bloke comes in. Yeah. With the same invention of what I'd got. No. And I was like, that's that's my brake lead. And he called it, I don't know what he called it, he called it somewhere else. No um, way. But I'm, anyway, I'm thinking, have these in Ireland, give it to somebody else, but I don't know. But anyway, it, it ended up not getting anywhere because I've never seen any brake lights. But I've seen indicators. Yeah. But you must have been fuming. <laughs> oh, well. But what, what I've found since, though, is um, that that has been, it had been invented back in the um, 20s, apparently. Um, there were some cars, um, old Fords and stuff, and they had them on. Oh, they already had something similar. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, I was, I was, I was feeling <laughs> angry for you then. I was thinking this guy's nicked your idea. I know. So, okay. I, so, so I've always like had ideas and 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 thought this is a good idea. And it's mm. it's whether it's whether you follow them through. And and I think with invention at a computer that that's helped me a lot because I can do stuff in my own house and I can you can run a business from from your own house. You can run a business with, with an iPhone. It's, yeah, you can. I think yeah. that's that's kind of brought me on. Whenever, whenever I had to go do research in a library or I had to go, because that's what you had to do. With it. Mm. If you wanted to look stuff up, you had to go to a library. Imagine that. Oh, no. Nah, you can just get your phone out and Google it. <laughs> you can sit in a library with your people. Yeah. So I suppose really, you know, people that are starting businesses today, I bet you think they're pretty spoilt, really. They're quite lucky to have all this technology and all, all these things. Around them well, to help them. I mean, they're, they're not going to think they're lucky. They're just mm. going to think that it's always been like that. I mean, like like my kids, they just think it's always been like that. But I think I, where, where I've got, well, where I've got an edge, or us, us at Olden's, where we've got a bit of an edge, is we can remember before we had a phone. We can, and, and we know how lucky we are to have these computers and, and stuff like that, and storage, mm. you know, storage on, on your computer. Mm. Um and I think, and I think that's why a lot of stuff's getting invented, you know. Um, and businesses are, are moving forward. Yeah, but, no, uh, yeah, so, yeah. So how are things going now with your business? And you, and you were talking a, a bit about your website and your branding. Um, what are your plans for the future with with building your brand aside from your course that you talked about? Well, I am. Um, this year, so so just after Christmas, um, I, I I had it in my head. So, so this this was going to be like a learning um, quarter. So I spent quite a bit of money on um, courses and uh, an idea what to to get these courses done in in line with these um, products that I'm that I'm doing. So I've got my properties. I've got um, buy to lets single lets so they're all buy to lets um, and I've I've been interested in um, service accommodation for quite a while and things that come with so I did a service accommodation course and uh, and we've we've got some tenants that's just come out of a property so we're turning that we're currently turning that into a service accommodation and then I've I've, I've heard from management company that there's another property that we've got at Royston and uh, tenants are coming out of that. They've gave notice. 
So we're going to be doing two. So we've got everything set up, ready to have them as serviced accommodation. Um, and there's a, there's a, I, I hate getting hammered for tax. And I like last three years, I got, I got hammered for tax through, um, I had an accountant and um, I, I, I deregistered from VAT. And then on one of years, I went over by five grand. And he says, he says, oh, it's, it's okay. He says, we can, we can do this and we can do that and we can, we can move that and, and, and you'll be all right. It's only five grand, mm. uh, but make sure you don't rob it next year. So I went, oh, fair enough. And then he retired and I had to go to another accountant. Mm. So I went to another accountant and he said, an accountant says, look, we're all bo- above board and all this. And I says, all right. He says, and I can see that you, you were five grand over on a uh, thing. And I went, yeah, but I says, he, I says, he said that he, we're going to sort it out. We're going to do it. I says, I'm not an accountant. I says, and he's like, I'm concerned about this anyway. It, it went on for a bit. I, I, I registered with them and uh, and I put my books in in two parts. Basically, I'm like, all my, all my stuff's in a cardboard box and I gave them to the bookkeeper and then she puts them in. And I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how much, yeah, I don't know how much <laughs> I've earned. So then mm. second lot went in, in, in box and that and then, uh, and, if, and he run me up, accountant, and he says, uh, you've gone over again. Mm. You've gone over by, like, I, I said, oh, how much have I gone over? By about 40 grand, which oh, were like, no. you, you can't <laughs> cover that up. I said, well, what do I do? Mm. He says, we're going to have to, uh, he says, you're going to have to hold your hands up and then just say, uh, and you'll have to pay it back from when you first went over. So I'm thinking it's going to be like a massive tax bill. Anyway, it ended up not being that Mm. It went, I think it went about 16 grand. So then we came to an arrangement with VAT, paying it over a certain amount. It weren't as bad as I thought. So we, we paid that back. And uh, we, 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 we paid that. Oh, I lost my train of thought now. What were I on about? We're on about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where were I going with this? You were you were talking about your accountant. Um, I My question was around... Um, your your plans for the next sort of yeah five years like where are you taking so I, so, I de- so, I, so, I, so I decided to go into SA because when government changed the, the changed um, the thing with um, single lets where you get taxed on your if you've got any mortgages on company on properties you get taxed on that and I was getting hammered so I, I was getting no tax relief on either because I've got money like from different businesses and stuff and I was getting hammered. Um, and I ended up going into a tax bracket. I've never been in a tax bracket in my life. Mm. And then this year, so I just says, right, I'm going to have to sit down and look, look at everything. So when I went to Progressive, um, first first day um, on service accommodation course, he talked about a thing called um, capital allowance. I don't know if you know about capital mm. allowance. Yeah. So he says, he says, if you've got a commercial property, he says, uh, or a service accommodation. When you do a service accommodation, you can turn, you can get capital allowance on it if it's not been claimed before, up to thirty-five percent at um, property's value. And I'm like, what? Thirty-five percent? He says, and it can go either. Um, you can either have it as a rebate, or you can go in front here and it, it can offset it against your tax. That were it. And I says, well, I've got two commercial properties. I says, what's his name? So rung him up. Got him to come up. Then anyway, they did that. So there shouldn't be any tax to pay next year. And then when we've done these two 
um, service accommodations. They shouldn't be out to pay year after and not to pay year after that. And then they said do one each year. So then I'll we'll buy we'll buy a property then next term if if tenants don't come out. It sounds uh, like so. your admin's going all right. Sounds like you've been pretty organised, Sam. <laughs> I'm, uh, I've been in business 38 years and it's took me 38 years to, to get to a bit, a bit organised. So when you say, oh, it's going all right, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all my folders on here and it just makes me heart sink. But um, no, if I got more people working for me, it'd be a nightmare. You know what I mean? Mm. I've, I've got this thing where I think there must be a way to, to sort of to make money, but we aren't having loads of staff working for you, phoning in sick and... Yeah. laying you down and you know and, yeah. and, and and stuff like that so and i'm and i'm seeing with this what i was saying is everything's going to go hand in hand so um with this digital product um we're going to do this course so that's going to be um co- that's going to be sort of main product to start with and everything else is going to um yeah. shoot off of that awesome. so is if you started your 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 podcast um, um i've um, uh, I've 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 not launched it. I've not launched it yet. I've seen your artwork. I know you were on in an hour in about that. No, what, did you see all four? Did you see? Did I you did. See that went, I did. Four I went back through the back through the chat because it was when when you messaged me and you were like, "Oh, it's Dump Sun." I was like, "Hang on a minute." I remember that name. I've seen it, <laughs> and I scrolled back through the chat, and I saw I saw your artwork. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're going well, to be promoting the course and everything through your podcast and stuff as well. Yeah, so if, so everything's going to be mentioned on on the uh, um, and people can access that, but but also through YouTube as well. So we've got five um, five and a half thousand subscribers on on YouTube, which I'm I'm wanting okay. to grow to to about um, sixty thousand. There's, there's a there's an electrician called N Bundy. And he's absolutely smashing it. He's, he's, he's just a sub electrician and um, and he's just got everything right. Mm. His thumbnails are, are bang on and they draw you in. And, and yeah, and, you know, he's, he's just got everything bang on. And he's, when I first started watching him at Christmas, he'd got 20, 28,000 followers. And he did like a, a thing, but uh, he broke down all his payments. And that 25,000 followers or whatever um, got him. Uh, three grand a month he got from that. Wow. He did, he did all his editing himself. So he says, he says, a minute he says, it doesn't really add up just because I'm spending time doing my editing. Mm. Um, so so what, what I've done, I've paid for, uh, along with podcasting. So I, I mean, I don't know if you're with podcasting agency. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, so, so they're, they're going to, they're, they're editing mine, uh, but they're also they're going to do me, um, they're doing me videos as well. Awesome. So the and and then sort of sending that out to yeah. social media, and it's it's all to try and grow uh, the YouTube channel to, yeah. to make a, a bigger community, yeah. um, and 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 for me to 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 give this knowledge out and help people, but in um, in return, obviously we want like them to subscribe and stuff, and yeah. there might be people that want want to sign up to this course once it's once it's done, and then as well as course. We'll try and get a, a, another product where they can maybe come and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll rent a unit and they can come and uh, do it physically. And we can show them and then they'll get like an applicator uh, mm. for mm. both things and and, and, and and bits free. Yeah. So so that's idea moving forward um, is, is, is to try and grow that side of it. And 
and I, and I I do believe that digital income is is you know it, it it's in its infancy, so we we can get more digital income. It's it, yeah. it's infinite how much money is out there. Yeah, yeah. But in order for that to happen, you've I mean you you said it yourself. You have to that focus needs to be on growing your brand and having it visible on lots of different platforms. That awareness, you know, building that trust. Um, getting people connecting with you, finding out what you do, and then ultimately, hopefully, okay, if they get if they get snippets of information from you for free that are really helping them when it comes to you releasing something that they have to pay for, well, they know that it's it's going to be good and it's going to help them even more. Our industry, um, preservation industry, has got a really bad rap. It's really bad rap, and this this one one. Other things why I started doing videos, I wanted to show people how things were supposed to be done right, so that they can reference it, so they can they can look at it and think, well, hang on a minute, they've done it this way. This is supposed to be the right way. At least they've got like a, a thing in their head, um, and that that what idea. So I, I was putting my head above parapet, so to speak, and saying, look, this is this is my company. Um, all dry damp proofing. If you want, if you want to um, get us to do your work, this is who, this is who's doing it. Mm. I'm in hiding. So if if he's if he's showing you his face on YouTube, if he's if he's if he's there allowing and anybody and everybody to comment on his videos, there's, there's no. I'll, I'll answer anybody trolls. I'll answer good <laughs> comments and everything. I, mm. it, it don't it don't bother me. Um, but people can see that you know what what I'm what I'm trying to do is help people solve the damp issues. There's no underhand things. There's no like conspiracy theories because there's, a, there's a, they, believe it or not, there's people that think rising damps a myth and uh, and the, our industry. We're all in on this big con. <laughs> we're wanting to make money out of people. Right. And it, it, you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous that. That we that we like we've all got together, signed a pact, and said, "Don't don't tell anybody that we're trying to rip people off." So that was other things. So I thought, well, if I film everything, people can see they can see how we do it. We can see how, how it was bad before, and then afterwards, it isn't. It's, you know, you can yeah, paint it, and it's creating that trust. Well, that's it. So, yeah. and and more more people that do it, and 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 I mean, the, don't get me wrong. There's going to be there's going to be people start doing damp videos and things like that. They're going to be twenty times better than me. But I thought, well, if I get in first, at least at least, at least I'm in first, and, yeah. and you know people will go, well, it, you know it might be rubbish, but uh, at least we're in first. So we'll watch damp Sam. Yeah, look at look at this old bloke here. I but, doubt they're rubbish, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go onto YouTube and and have a look at them. Um, so before we wrap up, I just wanted to know what. What piece of advice would you give to anyone that wants to start a business and build their brand? What 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 I'd say is, you know, get your idea first. So get your idea what you want to do. Um, and if you, I mean, there's a lot of people who say, "Oh, go and ask." Ask so and so, and ask ask your parents, and ask you know, ask your family and friends, and, and things like that. But but I wouldn't keep it to yourself. 
keep it to yourself and 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 try and figure it out yourself mm. because if you've had an idea it's probably a good idea but if you ask your parents they're always going to have a what, what what am i trying to look for they, they, they're always going to look on bad side of things because mm. they wanted to protect you yeah so they'll look at your idea and they'll say yeah but if uh, if it don't if this don't work or if yeah. that don't work or yeah. if you're young and if you're in, if you're between 20 and 30 just just go for it just go yeah. for it it don't matter whether it fails you've got no responsibilities no responsibilities just you know just just register your company and if it fails it fails you know what i mean you, you you'll have always learned something you yeah. learn something no matter what you do mm. whether it's right or wrong um I mean, this is why school system's flawed. It's it's good. It's a good starting point for you to, um, you know, to be able to come out and end up read, you know, and, and read and write. As long as you're not going to be a, a, a an architect, lawyer, doctor, just go to school, just pass your exams because you learn once you leave school. So as long as you can read and write, you learn once you once you leave school. Mm. You get to you get you get to school. You're getting taught by teachers who are poorly paid and lack motivation. And this is where this is where flaws are. When your kids come home from school and they'll say, I don't like that class. And I'll go, why don't you like it? Teacher don't like me. Mm. And it's like, well, well, why don't teacher like you? Teacher don't like him because teachers have good days and bad days. You know what I mean? And, and, and they're in moods and things like this. This is why it's flawed. When you leave school, you'll be able to, you'll be able to choose who teaches you. So you, you'll be able to pay for your education, but you'll be able to pay for your education by best teachers in the world because you can do it online in a course. Yeah. You'll be able to, if, I, I don't know, what's your industry, your, your um, mind and body? Who's, best, who's your best um, person in your industry? Um, for branding, really, I'd probably say... Um, one of my biggest influences and mentors is probably a guy called Mike Jander. And he'll, he'll end up doing a course and you'll be able to sign up to that course and Already you'll be able to get it. taught of him. Well, there you go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, I, bought, I bought his course um, when I, a few months after I went completely self-employed and, yeah. and, so you, and I so met you, him regularly and I've had him on the podcast. You, you've, been able to, you've been able to um, have a course done by the best person that, that you think in your industry, right? Mm. You can't go to school and get taught by the best teacher yeah. in that one um, gold, well, I don't know what it is, a gold cup, teaching gold cup because he's best teacher. And the reason why he's best teacher is because he makes his lessons interesting. Mm. A lot of teachers don't. A lot of teachers go, they're poorly paid, they're, they're in an environment, what, what they don't like, they've got problems at home. And, and, and this is, well, I'm saying it's problem. The inter-solution, because it's just, it's just a job to him. Mm. Whereas your, your guy, it's his passion. Yeah. Like my damp proof in preservation. I love it. It's just, it's something I love. And I love being able to show people. Um, and, and when you get taught by people like that, you learn because it, it'll sink in. Yeah. And, and, and they've obviously done well. So they've got systems that can, yeah. that can show you. Absolutely. And, that, and, and that's, what, that's what I'd say. Don't worry about school unless you've got, like I say, unless you've got to go to university and get a place. But, I mean, who wants to go to university? What, what do you want to go? You know what I mean? Unless you're going to be, 
in a job what requires a degree, why do you want to go to a new university and, and get all that debt? Governments mm. tell everybody you've got to go to university and now we've a shortage of apprentices. In, to, mm. in, tw in 2025, 20, three years' time, there's going to be a massive shortage of uh, um, plasterers, joiners, plumbers, and all them that's already doing it, they're going to make a fortune. Mm. I, 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 I were in, uh, what, what year was it now? I think it was around about 2000 and, 2004 or five. there were a shortage of plaster. No, it must have been before that, because uh, before I was doing damp proofing, but as a plasterer, we were earning a fortune. We were charging whatever, I mean, extortionate amounts back then, three, four hundred pounds a day mm. back then. I mean, it's come back down, but that was because there was a shortage. It was like, well, can you come here, do, do this plastering? We can't get nobody. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll move somebody, you know, I'll move somebody aside and I'll do yours, but it's going to cost double what, I'm not bothered, I'll pay. It. And mm. that's what's going to happen in, in, in 2025. Not far then, not far away at all. But you'll be, I mean, you're right, dead. you're there. I know, I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be in my grave. Right, Sam, you're not that old. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I've yeah. enjoyed it. I've enjoyed yeah. it. Really good speaking to you. Um, where can people find you and follow you? Right, so I've got a... If, if well, easiest place to get me is to look on YouTube. Just search for Damp Sam, and you'll see this northern bloke come up and uh, <laughs> talking about damp proofing and preservation industry in a non-nonsense style. Um, and we haven't managed to put subtitles on yet, so if you can't understand Yorkshire, um, you know you, you might have to get somebody who can who can translate it to you. Um, I, it, I'm just trying to think which is going to be the best thing to do. I, oh, I was going to say my WhatsApp number, but um, what we tend Instagram to do is... If, or Facebook, if not YouTube, Damp Sam. Yeah, you're be, you be, better off, I mean, just probably the Damp Show. So yeah. just contact me at um, Damp Sam at the Damp Show dot co dot UK. That's probably okay. the best way to get me. Awesome. But like I said, there's, 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 there's look, I'm all over social media, so if you just type Damp Sam in anywhere. Well, I'll tell you what, what to do. We've got um, because because I, I I love helping people and for for now it's free so for minute me helping people is free I'm not saying it's going to be free all the time but I've got a YouTube group and it's called Why is my property damp damp Sam so if you search for <laughs> Why is my property damp damp Sam yeah you can if you've got a damp issue you can upload your uh, videos and your pictures and. There's quite a few people in groups, a few surveyors and stuff, but mainly it'll be me. Uh, and just tell us the description of what your damp is and we'll point you in the right direction. So that's free for now. I'm not saying it's going to be free in future, but um, stick your stuff on there and, you know, any issues and I'll, and I'll comment on them. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sam. Lovely speaking to you. Brilliant.